You see, it's really appropriate for us to celebrate God's goodness to us. In fact, his goodness is running after us as that song goes, right? Love that song, reflecting back. And I like looking in the rearview mirror as much as most people do, but I can't move forward to what God's purposes are if I'm just stuck there. I need to adjust at times because his goodness is back there all the way along. But I'm here this morning to call you forward. It's interesting as I begin just to reflect the, the exercise of being called forward because actually uh, individuals coming out of COVID are needing to be called forward to something with hope and with promise because we can get so mired in all that's happened. And frankly, as I go from church to church in our particular church family, our denomination, it feels like the church needs to be called forward because we're looking at how and what and what's happened and oh my, and look at the losses and all those things. And so I would be here on your anniversary, just like uh, Dr. Dow would be up here or uh, Pastor Harvey would be here and he'd say, let's go forward. Jesus is calling the church forward today, and he calls us forward today. Listen, uh, yesterday I had the same experience of calling someone forward. On Thursday night, I got a call from a pastor friend of mine who's in Africa, in Morocco. And maybe some of you know Pastor Randall Rakoff, who pastors at Wilmot Center. And he called and said, I've taken sickness and I can't, we can't get on our plane from our honeymoon and return home and I've got a wedding to officiate on Saturday, so I won't make it. Could you do it for me? Well, you've got to be ready to preach, pray, or die, or marry somebody on a moment's notice. And so uh, I said, okay. And so I met the bride and the future bride and groom the Friday night before, and we walked through the service together. And Nick and others, you just kind of trust Jesus and you go with what you know. And we put the service together and, and uh, I was feeling like I was just calling them forward saying, it's, it's going to be okay. I'll handle, we'll, we'll get through all this. Calling them forward to get to their wedding day. Well, sure enough, we got the rehearsal done. The next day comes, we arrive there. Everything's all getting set up. You know how it is just before it starts. Everybody's in their seats. It's about 10 minutes before it's supposed to start at 2 o'clock yesterday. And all the power goes out in this facility. And everybody in the room goes, oh, no. You could just feel for the, the moment for the bride. And she's in the other room not knowing the power's out. And then someone tells her and she just, her posture changes and she starts to cry. And I go and tell everybody in the thing, look, give us a few moments. We'll move forward. But would you pray to the God of all light to turn on a few of these lights? But in the meanwhile, let's just trust Jesus and move forward. I went into the room and I kind of come alongside her. Again, I'm meeting her for the first time, a stranger, but God is saying, just call her forward. And so we prayed together and she kind of got up from those, wiped those tears and made her way to get lined up. Well, sure enough, you know, friends, you got to keep calling forward uh, because we get, uh, there's no power. So the person running the sound is, is kind of running it through battery power. Well, sure enough, the bridesmaids are coming down the aisle and the music stops. Oh, Lord, you're calling us forward? And sure enough, um, the few bridesmaids came in with no music. 
down the aisle, I was trying to hum as best I could. <laughs> trying to call this thing forward. And so the bride's standing in the back with no music to come forward to. And so all I knew to do was to say, it's okay, you're with loving friends, and we're just gonna applaud as you come forward down the aisle, because we love you. And she came down the aisle, and we carried on the service as I projected my voice, and as we moved forward with that time. There's been a lot of things you have faced, and I have faced, and the church has faced, but today again, we're here to say that God is calling us forward by His Spirit to what He has planned for us. Amen? And I can't think of a better passage than Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 7, where the Apostle Paul, kind of like being introduced as the president, I go, what are you talking about all these titles? He just sort of sets that aside and says, this is what I'm about, about moving forward, about being called forward. So let's read that. If you have a Bible or your phone and want to look up Philippians 7, 4, starting at verse, Philippians 3, starting at verse 7, and we'll read on through to 14. But wherever, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. In fact, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And talk about calling forward. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his suffering, becoming like him even in his death, and to somehow attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on, I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus has taken a hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and looking forward to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Wow. I'm glad that the, that the, the, the word of God is, is sort of something to strive for, to move forward to, to call us forward to. I've been marveling at the church today, the Church of Jesus Christ, that I think I'm where I am because I felt called to be where I am. And again, I'd be saying in this room, perhaps the next president of the denomination is in this room, and I would call you forward by Jesus' name. You see, he's still calling us to something, forward in something. It's been a wonderful season for some ways through this church in 42 years. All that God has done, praise the Lord. But he is calling us forward, calling us to something. That's why we're here, Jake, Serena. That's why we're here. He's calling us forward. I've been thinking about the question, what, to, what are you looking forward to? In fact, I've been asking that question to various people around me and in my life and even pastors and churches. And um, 
some people answer the question quite simply and practically. I'm looking forward to cheaper gas. Anybody else? <laughs> like, come on. And, and a lot of them are saying, I'm looking forward to the weekend. But pastors are going, I'm looking forward to Monday. <laughs> right? And uh, others are saying, I'm really looking forward to that vacation that has been put off and put off and put off and put off. Some are saying, I'm actually looking way ahead to the income tax rebate because it's really a challenge. Some are looking for relief from pain and a lot of really serious stuff too, right? Me, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup again. <laughs> Like I was six, you know, it was black and white TV, like, come on. And some people say, John, that's just wishful. But I look forward to that. And, um, and I feel like Jesus says to me in these moments and to us, um, is that it? Is that all you're looking forward to? I mean, look again, he says. In fact, just look at me, trust me, look again. I'm about to do a new thing, he says to you and I. Don't you see it? I have so much more for you than you could think or imagine. And Jesus says to the church today, what are you looking forward to? Trinity, as a body of believers, what are you looking forward to? It's really quite simple for a church, I've seen it, to actually dwell or get stuck or linger too long over the past or those glory days and they were amazing but again what he does is he says don't just focus on the losses or what went wrong or a hurt i had he's calling us to spend our energies as a church moving forward this morning i just like my, my message is simple they gave me 10 minutes i probably took 10 minutes so i just wanted to Two steps forward. You know the phrase is two steps forward, one step back. Well, I'm not going to talk about stepping back. I hope you'll fail forward if you step back, because that's part of life. That'll happen. But I want to talk about two steps forward that I think are important for the church, and I've been sort of casting to our denomination that we take these two types of steps forward. They come out of this particular end of this verse in this passage, we focus on this thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. We press on. And this morning, I, I think the first step I would encourage you as a body or even as an individual follower of Jesus is to prepare forward. I'm inviting us to think about becoming more future ready in our thinking. To do what I would call forward work before it actually happens. The passage says, looking forward to what lies ahead isn't just something passive that I'm just waiting for. I can actually prepare for. I actually, in some respects, had to prepare for that wedding I officiated on short notice, but God had prepared me for it as well. And so, from my perspective, it's just like um, Joshua... Uh, Joshua chapter 3, when the Israelites had wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, and they finally get to the shore of the Jordan River. And the promised land is on the other side of this rushing water. And uh, they go, it's over there. 
But we'd like to go over there. Can you just make this happen? We've been 40 years doing all this. And in this moment, God gives instructions to Joshua to prepare the people. To take a few days on the shore and prepare yourself to consecrate yourself to do what's right so that you'll be able to move when you see the ark move. It's a powerful moment. There's an important thing we need to do before we actually move forward, and that is plan or prepare forward. Do the forward work. And what we've been discuss discussing, and I think it flows out of your heart to be a praying church, is that we need to listen forward. Before we move forward, we need to listen to the Spirit so that he can guide us forward. It's quite easy for a lot of us to want to grab the ark and try and get through that whole Jordan River. Pastors are famous for this. They're just charging for it. They always say, John, I can only see your dust. Would you slow down? But we need to pray forward. We need to listen to the Spirit forward. Even in these days, when, a, when the prophet among us with that gift speaks, oftentimes it's not only warning, but it can be foretelling too. We need to listen forward. We need to dream forward. We need to observe our community and see what is God doing and saying, because no sense us being a church that's a vacuum in a community and we're doing our own thing that doesn't relate to anything that's going on around. Sadly, in my role, I end up sadly closing those churches sometimes because I didn't initiate. It's because eventually they didn't prepare forward or observe what God is doing around it. We need to do, Trinity, please do the forward work to pray forward, to listen forward, to dream forward, to observe what's going around you as you move forward. The second thing that I think we need to do when I think about the forward work is we need to, what I would call, invest forward. This is kind of the pay it forward thing that you were talking about. But I give today because that can be used tomorrow. It's the whole idea that it's a biblical principle that we sow in order to reap. To reap. And so we sow forward, we plant forward. I feel like Melanie and I live in a condo on... Trussler, just on the edge of Ottawa Street and Trussler Road. And there's just quite a few folks in there and we're, we're just planting and sowing and seeding and blessing and doing what we can forward. So even in this community, you may drive into church, that's pretty common, but what we're noticing across the country are people after COVID are saying, I just like to come to a community church. That's just down there. It costs too much to drive to that church. Now, if you drive far, you keep coming. <laughs> but we're just kind of paying attention to those realities that we need to sow seeds and plant seeds forward. So when Eric and I, we pray together monthly. And he, I don't get a word in edgewise with Eric. Because <laughs> either he's too brilliant for me and it's went way over my head. But otherwise, he's just excited about what you guys are doing to seed and to plant forward. There are farmers who plant in order to eventually get that harvest and the church needs to plant and seed and sow right now. Not worried about who's coming, just plant, 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 plant. 
And the other thing that I think that the church needs to get a hold of is that we need to disciple forward. We need to mentor forward. I am here because someone mentored me. Others of you are here because you are in a discipling relationship and someone's investing in you and that's what we need to do. So I often say, who are you discipling and who's discipling you? It's a core question for the body's future. So my first step forward is do this prepare forward work. The second step is press forward. It's interesting that Paul uses this word, I press on. And I think again, Jesus is asking the question, you know, who will stand in the gap? Who will I send? Who will step up in the body of Christ? It gets translated in the church into things like who will look after some ministry, and that's significant. But even more than that, in your communities, in your workplaces, wherever you are, I think he's calling some of us, all of us, to step forward. And I marvel even when I look at Jesus, who is our example. You know, he stepped forward in the garden. Jesus realized that all that was going to happen to him. So it says, it literally says, and so he stepped forward to face those accusers, which would take him to the cross. Jesus, in the moment that he could have stepped away or stepped aside or whatever, stepped forward toward the cross and towards the purposes of his father. God is calling us to step forward. I think about the book of Revelation. It's like they're looking around who will take the scroll. <laughs> and Jesus steps forward and says, I'll take the scroll. And, you know, it's all about stepping forward, as Jesus says to us today. David stepped forward. As a 14-year-old boy, I stepped forward to be treasurer of the youth group at Bethany Church, and it led on to my leadership journey to today. And I'm getting older, but as a 58-year-old, I said, okay, I'll be the president if that's what the Lord wants. Humbly, I'll step forward, and I'll lead the way John leads. I'm not going to lead like someone else. Just be yourself as you step forward. You don't have to be someone else but feel free to step forward. But I want to go a little further and say, Paul uses the word press forward. You remember the woman who had a multiple year journey of illness that she was wrestling with and Jesus was coming through town and the crowds were surrounding him and it uses the word, the crowds were pressing in on him and the disciples were acting like, Bodyguards, or I don't know what the pose of a bodyguard, that was an awkward moment on TV. But this woman didn't just step forward, she pressed her way through the crowd to get to Jesus, to touch the hem of his garment. And I really believe that God's calling the church to press forward. Pressing forward implies that there's resistance. Uh, Jake, like you're apparently talking about, there's resistance and there's strain, to, do, but we've got to strain our way forward 
because God is calling us forward as a church and as individuals, pressing forward. Her pressing resulted in healing. Do you want what God wants strong enough to press forward? Wow. Do you want what God wants strong enough to press forward in prayer and press forward in faith to what he wants to do through you in these days ahead? You see, in any given moment, we have two choices. Maybe there are more, but two basic choices to step forward, to press forward in faith. And when we do, it's our growth. It's into his will. It's towards his healing. It's towards hope. It's towards harvest. Or we can step back. Sometimes some of us are good at stepping aside as if Jesus won't see us. Step back and often in fear or in safety and say, choose someone else. I think he's asking Trinity Church to prepare forward and press forward today. One last comment about moving forward, because this matters to me the way the Lord has instructed me. Two verses. First verse is found in Job 17.9. The righteous keep moving forward, and those who clean, whose hands are clean become stronger and stronger. There's something about our integrity and character this day as we move forward. Because frankly, there's a lot of bullies and things going around, but... God is calling us to step forward with clean hands and a pure heart. In fact, Isaiah 58, 8 says, Your godliness will lead you forward. I need to walk the talk. My, my godliness, my desire and relationship with Jesus needs to be the way I walk and move forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind, it says. You know, initial motion forward makes way for momentum. And momentum can lead to a movement. And God wants to start a movement again through your obedience as individuals and a church. Would you pray with me? Thanks, Lord, for these few moments to just hear your word drawing us even more calling us, even more inviting us to press forward into all you have for us as individuals, because you're not just happy with us settling. You see what's going on in our lives, but thanks for the draw and the call forward as individuals to your purposes and plan for our lives. And more than that, for this congregation in this season, thanks for the again call forward the belief that you want to use us united together for something good for your kingdom and your glory. Lives transformed in the past are a picture of many, many, many more lives transformed in the future as we'll be obedient and step forward by faith. I pray this in Jesus' strong name. Amen.